0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are recording on Tuesday, August 23rd, and on today's episode, we're going to recap what we saw from the Eagles' backup quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew, Reed Sunette, there wasn't too much to see from Carson Strong on a Sunday when the Eagles played the Cleveland Browns. They defeated them 21 to 20. As you can see, I'm pretty sure you guys are aware by now, Eagles uh, starters did not play. So Jalen Hurts did not play. And so that's why we're going to touch on what we saw from the backups. But before we get started, don't forget to rate. Don't forget to leave a review. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. And you might as well follow us on Twitter as well at BGN underscore radio. I am I am your host, Rachel Prevett, and I am joined by the one and only QB expert, the best in the world, the best in the game. His name is Mark Schofield. I'm sure you guys are very familiar with him. But yes, so what's up, Mark? How's it going? You're back from vacation.
1: I'm doing well, Rachel. As you mentioned, back from vacation. Interestingly enough, as we talked about last week, the jellyfish thing, that saga is ongoing. It is incredibly itchy right now. Really? Like, apparently you can have a delayed reaction to it. And so, like, almost a week to the minute after I got stunned, it started to get itchy. And so I've been, like, slathering, like, anti-itch cream on it. It's, it's, the, it's the strangest thing. But we, we are back. And you know this. Where did my camera go? My camera just disappeared. That's really odd that is so weird okay you're back i can see you now weird uh,
0: listeners who can't see on who's not watching on youtube mark's camera just like literally disappeared i don't know what happened usually like somebody's calling you but it
1: no uh, no nobody's calling me nobody wants to call me but (laughs) as you know with summer vacation in the rearview mirror that means only one thing it's fall it is fall kids I, i i was looking at like fall recipes last night like i'm gonna put up the halloween light suit like. It's fall. Everybody knows we love fall here at the QB Factory reboot, but we forge ahead. Um, I have a television quote. While I was on vacation, I decided I would pick up a new show to watch. And I was like scrolling through Amazon Prime to like come up with something to watch. And I stumbled upon the show called Poldark, which is about a man who was a captain in the English army during the revolution. There's my camera. It went away again. What? i have no idea this is the strangest thing what is going on today i don't know so maybe we have to deal with that the entire show which is going to be super fun to deal with but so anyway ross baldock goes to fight for the english in the revolution gets injured comes back home to cornwall england to find that his life has been turned upside down while he was away his father died bankrupt like left him almost nothing like a mind that doesn't have any copper in it a farm that doesn't grow anything he comes home to find that the woman he loved that he thought he was going to marry is now engaged to his cousin like it's it's an absolute disaster and i'm fully into this show now like it's very much like a bridgerton type vibe which not really like something i i tend to watch but i've I've gotten sucked into it and i've been like ripping through the episodes and so i thought i'd start with a quote from Paul Dark, and it's De Melza to Ross, and I'm not going to like tease anything in case somebody out there wants to actually watch this. But the quote is this I do not ask you not to be reckless, for I know you cannot promise something which is so against your nature. And so we start there with Gardner Minshew because watching him, rewatching that game, having talked to Gardner Minshew before, like it, it is, it's not really it is nature not to be reckless. And so, I, I kind of had that vibe rewatching him, this it. So, I turn it over to you as my camera goes off again. And, you know, it's going to be that kind of day. I love your picture, though. Yeah. I mean, the pictures of Simone. So, I'm, yeah, super cute.
0: Um, before I give my uh, song lyric, I have a suggestion. One thing I'm looking forward to for fall, if you guys want any recommendations, uh, Starbucks has this chai ice chai tea latte that is like it's really really good but they have a seasonal pumpkin foam
1: seasonal pumpkin foam
0: it is so good like you can when it's not in season of course you can get vanilla foam but it's not even the same so that is one thing that I am literally counting down for is that yeah vanilla. I mean
1: so- when we were when we were away like Duncan was already like out with the pumpkin stuff like like it happens earlier and earlier each year and I'm kind of okay with it
0: yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. But my song lyric, I chose lyrics from the Fast and Furious oh soundtrack, Fast and Furious 9. I haven't seen that movie, but from the soundtrack, there's a song called Fast Lane by Don Tolliver, Lil Dirk, and Lotto. And the lyrics say, moving too fast, you know I'm on go, on go. Fast lane, that I push a hundred in two seconds. So, yep. of course, those lyrics applied to Devin Allen, um who had that really, really impressive. It was a throw from Reed Sinet, but it was a 50-50, I mean not 50-50, 55 yard touchdown pass. Really impressive. The uh touchdown celebration was even better, but Devin Allen was definitely pushing 100 in two seconds. So it was only right that I used that song a lyric.
1: Yeah, that's that's perfect. And was he was Allen the biggest takeaway from this game, honestly? He looked
0: great. I said between Allen and personally for me, Dion Kane, that Dion Kane chemistry, right? The back to back shoulder throws, yeah, back shoulder throws. I thought that those were the biggest highlights for me, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the two back to back, back to back, back shoulder throws that's a tricky yes. little thing to say. Um, those certainly stood out. You know, Allen's speed is just incredible. Like, I don't know if it's enough for him to get a spot on this roster. Like, you know, I know Jimmy Kemsky was talking about doing, like, his 53-man roster projection. And it's like, it's hard, like, to sit down and say, okay, these guys are definitely going to make this team. And there's there's a lot of tough calls to be made. I don't know if Allen's speed is going to be enough. Maybe, you know, but that might force a tough decision elsewhere. But the two back back shoulder throws, you know, in in the second quarter there, I thought – were kind of impressive and and they were aggressive decisions for Mitchell, but I thought they were better plays by Kane, like the adjustments, you know, to twist his body back to get to the football. I thought those plays sort of stood out to me, you know, turn it to Mitchell. What stood out to you about his game?
0: So I was looking at, I mean, okay. So like we already mentioned, Jalen Hurst didn't play, Mitchell started and he played the entire first half. And so, um, I thought he looked good. I mean, he's a veteran backup presence, so I think that he looked good as a veteran backup. Um, he finished 14 of 17 for 142 yards with a 101.5 pass rating. Um, he completed his first six passes. I thought that that was really good. I mean, he. I thought he looked really in command of this offense he was getting rid of the ball pretty quickly. Um, there was a lot of, like, RPOs, so we didn't really get to see too much from him, honestly, um, except for those, like, little check down passes. It wasn't anything that was, like, super sexy, super flashy. But I thought he looked fine. Like, I thought it was a good performance for, you know, a preseason game. Yeah. yeah. i really bad play that I'm sure we're going to get on later. Like, it was literally, like, right before halftime, uh, two-minute warning it could have been an interception. That was like the worst thing that I saw from him. Then it was an incompletion. Um, But other than that, like, I think he looked good.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we can talk about the near pick six in a second. What what was really interesting to me was his footwork. Okay. And and this is something that I liked about Minshew coming out of college. Um, His footwork in the park. There was a play um it was i think a second and nine 14 19 mark of the second quarter i think and it's one of the tougher plays you mentioned the rpos they did do a ton of rpo stuff in this game it's one of the tougher plays for a right-handed quarterback because he makes the run fake to his left that like mesh with the running back but the passing concepts to his right so initially you've got to get your feet you know reset to throw to the right side of the field and then he wants to throw the sort of looky seam to the tight end which is his first read off the rpo and that's covered so he has to come then to the next part of the concept which is jalen rager basically just on a hitch stop route to the right but the way his feet work as he does this Rachel, is incredibly impressive because as this is going on as he goes from mesh to looky to hitch he's got pressure coming off the right edge So he has to climb and navigate that as well. And then on the backside, you've got the defensive end, Isaac Rochelle, who buries. Like there's a lot going on here. And so Minshew's Minshew's feet on this play were really impressive. What also made me laugh at times was the Fouts dropbacks. You know, Dan Fouts, you know, used to play for the Chargers. Now he's in the booth. He used to have that sort of backpedal, right? Like not traditional, like step, cross step, like he would just backpedal. Minshew did some of that, which kind of made me giggle a little bit, um, okay. you know, because you don't see that too often. Um, I thought his footwork is interesting. You know, we could talk about the near pick six, which I think yeah. he's just going to make a better read. Like, you know, you've got to go out, you know, fourth and goal at the three. Obviously, you got to throw the ball. The outside corner is staring at you. Like, he's not looking at his receiver. He's reading you. He's waiting to trap that out route. Like, he knows what's coming, I know it's fourth and three and you've got to make a quick decision. You've got to get the ball out. It's the red zone. Things happen faster.
0: Yeah.
1: But you've got to see that if you're Minshew. Like, you've got to see that he's reading you. He's waiting to trap that route. Give it an extra second and just drop the seam ball over his head.
0: Yeah. It seemed like with that play, um, he kind of forced it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if he just would have took, like, another second or two, literally, like, there were two defenders hovering just sitting there waiting so it seemed like he kind of just let it go
1: yeah i mean it's it's almost like he predetermined it right? yeah. and you know it's only a four-man rush i understand look it's, it's fourth and three it's down near the gold line things happen faster you've got to get the ball quicker because of the space you know you don't have a ton of room real estate to work with but he just kind of predetermined that and you know i i think I'm sure when he got back into the film room Monday or even when he got to the sidelines, Sirianni said, Hey, look, you know, you had the the vertical on the outside, like you've got to see that corner. You know, it's, they dodged a bullet there so to speak because the corner jumped it and dropped it. Like that should have been fixed the other way. I mean, it was a four point lead at that point. You would have been trailing. Um, So you don't like to see that, but I thought overall, look, there were some concepts that he ran. Well, a lot of good decisions on on the the rpo stuff good pulls he had a good half field read i think it was the 330 mark of the first quarter as a first and ten we've got stick to one side tosser to the other you know and it's single high so you're gonna work the sort of tosser concept and i I thought he did that well and so you know i i thought he played well um you know it's like a b performance really i mean i nothing that makes me think yeah he's gonna win the starter job or anything like that but I think it was a solid veteran performance, right? I agree. I would give it a B,
0: but I also don't feel like this game was meant for him to show off like it wasn't they weren't going in with that game plan. It's right. like they were trying to see what was up with the running backs, and so, like we already talked about the rpos it wasn't i don't think this was a game for him to be able to show what he was made of It, it wasn't about him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the back shoulder throws to Kane I thought were great, but like we talked about, you know, those were also on on Kane for his adjustment and what he did. I mean, I guess we should talk about, you know, Reese and Ed a little bit. Um, The pocket movement, there was – he had a great throw right at the end of I think the third quarter was like a second and seven where he moved extremely well in the pocket. Now, the pass ends up falling incomplete. Like it kind of gets dropped uh, by Covey, but – He moves so well on this play because he's got like multiple points of pressure, pressure off both edges, pressure coming late from a a linebacker blitz that he's going to navigate. The pocket footwork is really good on this play. He moves around. He he creates space with his feet. And then he makes a good throw late because the the entire time he's navigating this pressure, he keeps his eyes trained downfield. He just leads him just maybe a step too much. But I thought, you know, that was a good throw. The Allen TD was a good read, a good throw, a good ball. Yeah, you know, one of his first throws, he was late on an out route, which nearly got jumped. So you don't like to see that. But you know, solid, I guess.
0: Yeah. You know, I spectacular. Think, no, I didn't think he looked. I mean, <laughs> looking at his stats, like he was four of nine. Yeah. So it wasn't like you said it wasn't spectacular by any means right. for 69 yards. I think he got I know for a fact he got sacked once. I'm not sure if he got sacked more than that, but I remember really Yeah, I think
1: know. it was just the one. He had a scram, a couple of scrambles. He had an 11-yard sack, which comes in the fourth quarter at the 9-18 mark. Yeah, okay. And, you know, it, it's only a four-man rush that really gets home. It's a 1st and 10 situation. You know, there, there's not much for him to throw to. Yeah. And there's really just, you know, I think it's the right tackle that gets beat. Like, he doesn't really have a chance. So, it's not a situation where I'm like, oh, this is on him. He holds it too long or he runs into pressure. It's just, you know, at this point of the game, you're kind of playing with backups right tackle gets beat with a quick move to the inside, kind of maybe oversets a little bit, gives up the inside shoulder. You know, that kind of stuff happens in the fourth quarter of a a preseason game. And then this Carson Strong who threw a pass.
0: One, literally. I think he attempted one pass. (laughs)
1: Yeah, He was all for one and he comes in and immediately tries a back shoulder throw to Allen, which is just, it's just perfect because (laughs) that was kind of Strong's game at Nevada, right? Like he's going to throw the ball deep and, you know, it's an aggressive decision. He yeah. Kind of misses on the throw. I don't know if Devin Allen's game is the back shoulder ball at this point. Like, he's not kind of the guy that I'm looking at. It's like, yeah, he's a contested catch receiver that's going to win in the proverbial throw booth, like phone booth. Like, his touchdown is what he does. Yeah, getting past everybody. Yep. Like, winning a back shoulder throws, not his game. But Carson Strong comes in and on this route concept, it's a couple of quick out. It's an out route a slant sort of a seam and then a go ball. And what's Carson strong going to throw the go ball. Yeah. I mean, maybe my quote from Paul dark should have been more about strong than anything else. Like uh, he's going to be reckless.
0: Yeah, sure. That would work too. Either way you had two prepared even better. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I like, we didn't really see anything from him. That's probably going to be a situation where it's like a red shirt situation for sure. Uh,
1: I, I think so at this point, you know, because,
0: Uh Uh-oh, it looks like we lost Mark. Hopefully he'll be back, like, um, so we can get into what we saw from the Browns quarterback, Josh Dobbs. But I don't know what's going on today with his camera and stuff. So we'll just give it a few seconds, and hopefully he'll pop right back in.
1: There he is. Okay. All right, there you are. I I have no idea what's happening with my computer right now. Like, absolutely not. I tried to just. You know let it let it ride he's like you know what i'm out
0: i'm, I'm see you done <laughs> yep. see you everybody i mean we're almost done though we're literally almost done so you know yeah Uh oh no what is going on today there he is
1: all okay. right oh no hello here I'm, I'm trying i'm i'm here my my camera won't there it goes again i I have no idea what's happening. And Michael Kiss recommended this camera, so it's on him. It's his fault.
0: Oh, no. yeah, Michael Kiss! This is all
1: his fault. Um, but yeah, I mean,
0: clearly, you know, they don't. The camera doesn't want you to be great today, so it seems like we're gonna have to wrap.
1: No, the camera's holding me back, friends. There it is. There it goes again. Camera is holding me back. I.
0: I mean, oh, oh, gosh, no.
1: Yeah, I think we might as well wrap it up because it's probably gonna kick me out again. This is fantastic. What a way to come back from vacation, kids.
0: Yeah, we're just not going to touch on the Browns quarterbacks, and that's perfectly fine. It's preseason, you know? But I think that's going to be a wrap for this episode of the QB Factory Reboot. Thank you so much for tuning in. The Eagles have another round of cuts today, so we're going to be on the lookout for that. We'll be uh, providing all of that coverage for all of you guys, so stay tuned for that. Um, also, the Eagles head to Miami this week for joint practices with the Miami Dolphins. That's Tua, that's Tyreek Hill, that's Jalen Waddle. They have a new head coach, and Mike McDaniel. So we're going to be uh, covering those joint practices. BLG will be there, and uh, Jimmy Kimsky as well. So stay tuned for that coverage. But don't forget to rate. Don't forget to leave a review. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of that good stuff. And we will be back next week to recap what we saw from the Eagles Dolphins a preseason game. But it looks like Marcus is, is. Oh, here he is. Oh, come on. Any, oh, okay. Okay. Any last words before we wrap up?
1: I need to go buy a new camera and uh, go Eagles. Go Eagles. <laughs>